0: Good morning. This is Mark Lees with Hiker Therapy coming to you this morning from Oceanside, California, where I live. It is Thursday morning, August 15th, 2018, and I am bringing you episode number three today. We'll talk about boundaries. I'll try to keep these to about 15 minutes maximum. I don't want us falling asleep, but I also want us to have enough time to provide information. So I'm kind of going through the motions of how to figure out the timing of all this, too. This is my third episode doing a podcast. So, again, Mark Lee's Hiker Therapy. My website is www.hikertherapy.com. Uh, go to my website. you learn more about me, my skills, my training, my experience, what I offer. Uh, basically, I've uh, combined hiking and therapeutic benefit from nature and out in hiking as uh, along with my counseling and trained professional skills to provide an active listening ear with uh, unconditional positive regard. So I invite you to go to hikertherapy.com and learn more about me. Um today let's talk about boundaries. I also every episode want to uh, teach you a breathing exercise. We did that on episode number 2. I taught you about 3, but as we go through these uh, uh, mini po- these podcasts if you will, I will uh, also talk to you about um uh, individual breathing exercise. So this one's called 478 breathing and 478. Basically what we're trying to do is uh, when we teach ourselves breathing exercises, It causes our automatic nervous system to shift from a sympathetic, the fight or flight reaction, where all that cortisol, adrenaline gets flushed into our system after we get anxious. It's okay to be anxious. Anxiety and anxiousness helps us survive. It keeps the tiger from eating us. It's not good when we're sitting in a movie theater. It's not good if we're sitting in our classroom at work. or are getting overstressed. And all of a sudden, we just get overwhelmed. We can't function. So it causes a, our uh, automatic nervous system shift from our sympathetic fight or flight state to a parasympathetic response. The brain gets tricked to pulling back on the cortisol and adrenaline because the breathing goes through our oxygen, through our blood, into the brain. And it starts a soothing, calming takes over, fools the brain. And then the brain reacts by pulling back on adrenaline and cortisol. So the more we can get ourselves in a good uh, calm state, especially through breathing exercises, it it helps us that cortisol is damaging too, right? We've all read about that, how cortisol injected into the system too frequently causes a physical damage. Um, So let's go with this breathing exercise. I'll teach us, let's do five. I'll teach us two on their own, four, seven, eight. So the first four seconds, breathe through your nostrils. I'll I'll coach us in a second here. Get comfortable in the chair, feet on the floor, uh, hands on your knees, uh, thumb and index fingers touching. Uh, feet on floor, get comfortable, sit upright. You can do these standing up as well, but get comfortable in your chair, sit upright. Uh, don't torture yourself, but don't slouch. Don't let, do these laying down on a couch or anything. You know, just kind of get yourself in a nice posture position in a chair. Breathe in for four seconds. I'll talk, then we'll talk through two. Uh, breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold it for seven seconds and exhale for eight seconds. So here we go. Breathe in through your nose slowly for four seconds. Hold for seven seconds. And then slowly release, slowly exhale through your mouth for eight seconds. Let's do another one. We're already starting to feel a little bit calm, I think. Let's do another one. Breathe in through your nostrils for four seconds. Hold for seven seconds. And then release for eight seconds, through your mouth. By the way, you can repeat these as many times as you need. We're just gonna do five now to kind of get to understand what we're doing. Let's talk through one more. Breathe in through your nostrils for four seconds. Hold for seven seconds. And exhale for eight seconds. So let's do three on our own. I'll just start by the breathe-in trigger, and then we'll go. So breathe in through your nose. Let's do a fourth one. Breathe in through your nose. And number five, breathe in through your nose. So that's four, seven, eight. Those are very effective, especially that hold on seven. When you hold your breath for seven seconds after you've inhaled, it uh, it, it sends that message. Everything starts slowing down. You feel a little more calm. You can do those standing. You can do those sitting in the dentist office, in your classroom, in school. Um, at work, wherever you start to get that ang- anxious peak, right? Uh, uh, in the elevator, wherever you feel the need to do those. So let's talk about boundaries. Again, I'm a, I'll am present topics that I feel are pretty um, pretty in need by most people, quite frankly, boundary setting are. I think we, we all violate boundaries from time to time, and many of us can't consistently. So we'll talk about what is a boundary, how does it affect us, and how can we manage or alleviate that? So what's a boundary? A boundary is, man, it's taken, basically it's taking responsibility for other people's actions. It's not saying no, it's not saying yes, when we need to. And, it, and it's also trying to rescue or save others. If you are right now in your life, trying to rescue somebody or save them, you are violating a boundary. Cause number one, it's you're putting their needs over your own, but more probably as importantly, if not more, you are taking away from them the ability to face their consequences when they need to. Big in addiction, right? There's always an enabler. They have huge boundary issues. And there's the addict, who also has huge boundary issues. The addict comes to you and says, I need money. You know what the money's for. I need you to call into work for me. You know why they need you to call into work. All the excuse making. And if you continue to do it, you are rescuing them, preventing them from hitting their bottom. Um, and that, that's a drastic example because we do that on a daily basis with people in our lives anyway, with children, with parents. With uh, family, with lovers, especially lovers, partners, man, sometimes we get walked all over by our partner, not in a malicious way, but we're not setting a proper boundary. So a boundary is a definite place your responsibility ends and another person's begins. It stops you from doing things for others that they should be doing for themselves. Um, And the no, we'll talk about that, too. So a boundary is getting your needs met. It's okay to get your needs met. You don't have to have everybody else in your life happy, and you're not, because they're getting their needs met. They come to you constantly. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And you keep saying, yes, yes, yes. You will get deflated. You will get resentful. We'll talk about resentments here in a minute. And you will just stop. You will become overwhelmed and stop functioning, because everybody else is good. You are not. Uh, a boundary is saying no. It's saying yes. It's not putting yourself on the bottom of the pancakes. Think of a stack of three pancakes, five pancakes, ten pancakes, whatever you think of in pancakes. You are on the bottom. You are nine pancakes or above you. Everybody else is getting their needs met except you. You're the bottom pancake on the stack. It's choice, by the way. Nobody's putting us down there, okay? We're choosing to be the bottom pancake, and we'll talk about why in a bit. Why Why? we? Why, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Why is everybody else functioning and not us? And I'm talking about based on us. I'm not talking about the rest of the world here, okay, and what's going on with everybody else. We don't need to take responsibility for the rest of the world. We just need to take responsibility for ourselves. A boundary is being heard, uncomfortable, awkward. But if somebody somebody needs to hear something critical, communicative, essential from you, you need to say it. It's setting limits that you're comfortable with, too, by the way. It's all and good to say no for everything, but you, it's pretty hard, okay? So you got to pick your spots, pick your moments. Like not being a doormat is setting a boundary. You know what that is, right? What a doormat is literally when you walk into somebody's house and you wipe your feet on their doormat. If you are feeling like that in your life, you have very bad boundaries, and it's a choice. I don't mean to call you out or be hard when I say that, but let's please understand everything we get is a choice, and there's options in things. Um, not being a doormat, being assertive is not the same as being aggressive. Being aggressive might come across as too selfish, too pushy, too demanding, too me, me, me. Being assertive is calmly and kindly and lovingly saying, no, not right now, or yes, please. It's okay to say yes, please. Um, Who do do we need to set boundaries with? Family, lovers, coworkers, friends, roommates, institutions, people, places, and things. I say the hardest people to set boundaries with in our life are family and our lovers, Um, the people that are closest to us. Um, for many years, and I'm better at it than I was, but for many years, me saying no to uh, my son was very hard for me. He even said that to me once. He says, dad, you never get angry with me. What, what's with that? Or you never say no to me. Um, so I had to learn that, man. And we do that with our kids. We're, we're conditioned with that as we raise our kids. We're also conditioned with that as we come up through the system as children. Um, nobody's setting boundaries with us either, really, or, or the boundaries they're setting are drastic. And those aren't boundaries, by the way. That's avoidance, but we'll talk about that. So um, people... And our lives are the hardest to set boundaries with family, lovers, coworkers, friends, roommates, even institutions, your bank. Where you work, right? Where you work is a huge one boundary issue. Why? Do, why? It's hard for us to say no. We'll talk about why. Why can't we say no? Um, what happens usually when we don't set boundaries is you start developing resentments. A resentment is a silent demand. It's It's every, the person you're angry at, because probably because you didn't set a good boundary with them, the person you're angry at doesn't even know you're angry with them. You are drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. I'll say that again. You are drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. That means exactly what it says. You think the other person's going to um, be hurting or, or know that you're angry at them. They don't know. And you know what anger does, right? Physically, mentally to us, it takes us out. It burns us out. It physically, high blood pressure, stomach, ulcers, strokes, you name it. There's most of us attached to anger. So resentments develop when you aren't setting proper boundaries. Um, Are we communicating properly and directly with people? Again, don't put yourself on the bottom stack of the pancakes. Being on the bottom is not fun. It's a choice, by the way. It's okay to say to somebody, um, I need my needs met and it's okay to say, no, you can say it lovingly. Um, I had a client once, uh, I'll call her Sarah and Sarah um, had a sister. I'll call her Sue. So Sue would come by and always drop off her five kids at Sarah's house on uh, the pop-in, not knowingly. And uh, Sarah would get totally angry, resentful, but she'd tell me this. And I, um, I said, why don't you say no? She said, well, I can't, she's my sister. I said, you're paying me $120 an hour. Angry, upset, resentful. Your sister does not even know that, yet you, why? What's the concern? Well, my sister and I love her. So if you love her, you can say no to her too and she will not stop loving you. It's awkward, it's hard. We think that'll happen, right? What if I say no to my kids? They're not gonna like me. Or anybody, they're not gonna like me. So long story short, um, Sarah started saying, look, I will look at your, after your kids so you can go out and, and do what you do, but please call me make arrangements so that I can plan for my day accordingly. And and that worked. It wasn't easy for Sarah to talk to her sister. It was hard for her, stressful and awkward. But she did, and it did work. And again, remember something here too. Just because we tell somebody these things doesn't mean they're going to take them in. And it might upset them. Because remember, the people who get upset with us most about setting boundaries are the people that we are starting to set boundaries with and never did before. All of a sudden, where'd that come from? The no. No. So you're getting your needs met. It's OK. The other person needs to understand that from their side of view that you you, you, you get your needs met. It's OK to have that done. So what are poor boundaries? Um, all the saying, I'm sorry. If you're constantly apologizing and saying you're sorry to people, you have poor boundaries and more likely very codependent. You're apologizing for being assertive. You're putting the needs of others over your own. We talked about that. Making excuses for other people's behaviors. Oh, like we talked about the addict. That's kind of a drastic example. The neighbor always makes the phone calls, makes the excuses for the addict. But just in like, uh, oh, well, they didn't know any better. You know, they're young. You're making an excuse for their behavior. Of course they knew better. And it could be young. They could be old. Of course they knew better. Making excuses for other people's behaviors is poor boundary setting. It feels wrong. You deny your feelings. Oh, it feels wrong to say no to them. I can't break up with them now. Man, that's a big one, right? I can't break up with them now. So you're suffering. You don't want to be in the relationship. And you're not coming forthcoming to tell them that. And quite frankly, you're doing as much, if not more damage to your lover, your other person, because they need to know the truth so they can move on in their life. But we're afraid, we're afraid, we'll talk a little bit about why, but we're afraid to do that. But we're afraid to hurt other people's feelings, yet we are being damaged. We're, it's okay if we hurt our own feeling, but we're not supposed to hurt other people's feelings. It's conflict avoidant, by the way. Poor boundaries are conflict avoidant. It means we never learned those skills growing up as kids. We didn't know how to re- resolve. resolve issues. We didn't know how to sit down and talk with someone and say, look, this is how I'm feeling. What can we do to change this? Um, it's not easy, it's awkward. And if you need more coaching on that, you can call, text, or go to my website. I have something here about that. You can look up books. You can go on internet, Google, go to a counselor. But need, you know, poor boundary setting—if you cannot uh, um, resolve conflicts—or it's, it's not that if you can't resolve conflicts, it's, it means you can't sit down and get engaged and talk about those resentments. Um, poor boundaries create resentments. We talked about that. Uh, drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. Resentments are silent demands. The, you expect the other people, person to know what you're feeling about them, what you're trying to do. And um, they don't even know. They, and that's very common, right, at work especially. We are all walking around with resentments about coworkers. They don't even know it. Yeah, well, it'll go away. Then you've got 35 resentments piled up on top of you in your gut, in your heart, and nobody knows. What are you doing with all that anger? Poor boundary setting. Uh, the automatic yes. Do you ever do this? You say yes to somebody. Then you just walk away. You know, what did I just say yes to? Why didn't I say no? I don't want to say no. And then you start me. I had this, I taught, taught a group of students, 19 year olds, this whole thing. It's one kid, he was hilarious. He says, yeah, then you call him back or yeah, somebody else call them back to make excuses why you can't show up for something you didn't want to do with them in the first place. So it's, we walk away with the automatic yes. And then you go, well, why did I do that? So it's okay to say no, when you mean no, it's okay to say yes, when you want something. Um, why don't we set boundaries? Fear of what other people think of us, right? Oh, he's, he's selfish or she's selfish. Assume others will be mad at us because we're saying no to them, right? We think it's not important. Oh, it ain't that important. How many times you hear that or even say that? It's not that important. It's really not that important. Yes, it is. Because you're sitting in front of me, paying me 120 bucks an hour and telling me how angry you are to everybody because, and you're telling them it's not important. Um, you don't want the hassle. I ain't worth my time. Again, yes, it is. Wants to avoid conflict, big one, right? We talked about that. We don't know how to really. We haven't been coached on it. Um, How do we avoid conflict or or how to resolve conflict as much as what wants to avoid conflict means they don't want to resolve the conflict. So it's not like we're all going to encounter conflict in our lives. It's going to come up at work, people, places and things, but we avoid it or we don't want to work through. We don't want to ease through it. We want to go over it, around it. That's poor boundary setting or it's not setting boundaries. We I'll go with the flow, whatever it goes on, I'll just go with the flow, that, that's co-workers many times, I'll do whatever happens, you know, <clears throat> yet yeah, we develop resentments towards our workplace. Fear of being seen as selfish, we talked about that, it's not selfish to get your needs met. You get your needs met, that bottom pancake thing starts to become the, near the top, third, first, second, first pancake at the top, then you can operate from a good position and help everyone around you. Um. So how do we, what do we do? How do we alleviate? How, how do we do this? Direct communication. Don't triangle. If you've got a conflict with person A, don't go to person B and tell them about person A. That's a triangle. We all do it. And there's a difference between venting and triangulating. Venting is still going to the person you need to talk to, but you can tell somebody else, I got to talk to them about something. I'm feeling a bit awkward. Can you hear me out? Does this sound right? Then you can go to the other person. But direct communication is, is uh, how we alleviate poor boundary setting. It's okay to say no it's okay to say no. I'm putting my hand up right now. You can say no. You don't have to apologize for that. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry for saying no. It's okay. Do not put the needs of others over your own. We talk. That's what bad boundaries are. Everybody else around you is happy in a good place. You are not. Uh, Be assertive. Don't be a doormat. Remember, and that doesn't mean to be aggressive. Being assertive is, is just having people hear you because people hear you doesn't mean the expectation that they're gonna go along with what you're telling them, by the way. Again, we're not taking responsibility for others' reaction to what we're saying to them or their response. That's their that's their ownership. But at least we went to them and voiced what we feel. There's no need to apologize for saying no. Uh, setting boundaries does create anxiety, guilt, and fear. Absolutely, it's awkward, it's hard. Man, we wanna be liked. We don't want people to think, oh, they're always coming to me about these issues. And that upsets people too. If I had People come to me, man, Mark Lees, you must have no anger. You're always coming at me about stuff. and You got to check yourself too, right? Pick your battles, right? You don't want to become known as a whiner or a complainer. So you've got to pick your battles, but you do need to be heard. It's okay. Um, we don't have to accept everything that's offered to us. That's a boundary setting. Just because it comes at us, comes at us, comes at us. Jobs, people, places, things, money. We don't have to accept it. We can say no. It's okay. And we can say yes. Quick example of yes. I was at a work function years ago. Uh, They're passing on pieces of birthday cake that was cut up, about 25 pieces going on this big, long table. I think of the Last Supper kind of long table. Pieces of this cake were coming on the table. Nobody stopped to take one. Everybody's codependency was so strong and everybody's poor boundary setting was so strong that they just didn't take one. It's okay. Why don't we take one? Because we're considered the selfish person. Every, think of that. We're supposed to put everybody else over us so that we're not considered selfish. Makes no sense. Um, it's okay to say yes, your needs are important. I just talked about that. Uh, the only people who get upset about your boundary setting are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. I'll repeat that. The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. The two sisters um, that I talked the example about dropping the kids off. The sister, the others sister, got pretty angry. You not talk to the one girl, Sarah, for about a month, six weeks, but they finally reconnected. And she says, look, I'm sorry. Let's work this out in a different way. That was a good ending to that. Um, before I close here, I have a great, I'm going to have to make this into a t-shirt a saying, lead with love, do no harm, take no shit. Lead with love, do no harm, take no shit. Which part of that do you think is proper boundary setting? Lead with love? Well, that's kindness. We always have to lead with love, and that's caring. Do no harm. Never, Never leave somebody worse off than when they met you. Never leave somebody in a worse position because they know you or you're around them. Take no shit. That's the boundary setting. Take no shit means being assertive, learning to say no, having your needs met. Remember, it isn't selfish to have your needs met. Um, I I, I always use this example for many things, but think of an airline, an airplane, 35,000, 40,000 feet. Oxygen masks deploy. Those yellow masks come down. The selfish person grabs a mask. Everybody chokes. The person who doesn't have good boundaries and thinks of everybody else over them, guess what they do? They put on the mask on everybody else. They choke. The person practicing good self-care, good boundary setting, calmly puts the mask on and helps all those around us. That's boundary setting. So that is that on boundaries. Um, Visit my website for this podcast to kind of go over it. I'll always publish things on boundary settings on my Instagram. At Hiker Therapy is my Instagram. I invite you to follow me. My website is www.hikertherapy.com. My name is Mark Lees, Hiker Therapy, Oceanside, California. Remember, it's okay to say no. It's a practice. It isn't a perfect step every time. Okay. We're going to fall. It's a process, but the more you can say, no practice, boundary setting, getting your needs met. Don't be the bottom pancake. You will develop less resentments. You'll be a happier person. It's okay to say yes when you need to say yes. Thank you very much for following me. Uh, This is episode three. I will keep publishing these. Follow me at at Hiker Therapy on Instagram and www.hikertherapy.com. My website Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day and hike on.